0: Hello, and welcome back to Deplorable, a podcast where a couple of friends dredge the internet for the deepest lore. I'm Michael Bastien. And I'm Billy Staples. And I am Steve S. Stevens. Steve S. Stevens. Hello, Steve. Welcome to the show. We have, audience, as you have undoubtedly figured out by this point, due to the fact that there are now three voices once again, brought on another guest for a new episode. Our topic this week is the SCP Foundation and the SCP Wiki. Uh, Billy, could you give our guests, uh, our our listeners, not guests, although uh, if there are any guests, anybody new, welcome. Welcome to the show. This is not a normal episode. The
1: SCP stands for secure, contain, protect, Mm -hmm. and they contain and protect abnormal instances or entities ranging from living Legos to a giant peanut shaped clay statue that if you don't look at it, it snaps your neck.
2: Now see, I must interject for one little bit here. Yeah. Secure Contain Protect is not the is not what it's supposed to stand for. That's just their motto. SCP stands oh, for shoot. Special Containment Procedures.
0: So wait, oh, all right. We do need to take one quick step back a little bit further cuz Billy, you 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 jumped in as far as this description goes, you jumped in right to the in-fiction yes. description of this. To to take one step back for our audience who I think a, no- a good number of them definitely have very little to no know knowledge about the SCP Foundation Wiki as a whole. The SCP Wiki is a collab, basically a massive collaborative storytelling effort in the genre of sci-fi, fan- uh, sci-fi horror, and urban fantasy. With the premise being these are files or articles written by the researchers of or. Uh, associated parties of the SCP Foundation which is the foundation that Billy was describing which yes. is Special Containment Procedure Foundation is that? It? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, cuz the the S the anomalous things that the SCP Foundation contains are also referred to as SCPs? Is that be like is that a different No, it's still it's still or? Special
2: Containment Procedures. Cause they don't okay. refer to them as like objects or entities within mm-hmm. when they're categorizing them. They just categorize them by the procedures used to contain the object yeah. or entity.
0: Okay. So when we're talking about the things that are being contained, we're still talking about special containment procedures as the acronym. Yeah. Gotcha. This this little this little wiki. This little wiki with upwards of 5,000 entries was, it was formed in 2007 on a little infamous, I I should say, forum page, forum website uh, known as 4chan, which is a whole other kettle of beans, possibly for a different episode of Deplorable, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if we'd do a Deplorable episode on 4chan. There's some- There are already some some Deplorable uh, things there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, there are some deplor- deplorable things there. Before even digging into the deep lore of Four Chan, there is
1: plenty
2: of it, though.
0: It is uh, it's it's what you might imagine a open platform forum might generate when it has a very different, let's say, culture than something like Facebook. There you
2: go. Though the interesting thing when it comes to the beginnings of the SCP, like as a whole. Is it mm-hmm. came from a very specific part of 4chan called the slash X boards?
0: I I read that I I know nothing about 4chan other than like it's, it it is a like a forum uh, for discussion and things. What is what is the so slash X?
2: 4chan boards? is well, just to preface 4chan, it is um, separated into into a whole bunch of boards. There's slash A okay. slash B slash A is used for anime. Slash B is like I Funny Collective and The one that Mm -hmm. SCP-173, the original post, came from is Slash X. Slash X is where people post horror stories, effectively. And when this dude posted the SCP-173 with the infamous peanut picture on it, Mm -hmm. it gained a ridiculous amount of traction. And people started posting things that used the same format that would eventually become how they how scp uh articles were are formatted now and people just okay, kept okay. doing that and then the dudes who the most frequent posters of this type took it upon themselves to take it to i cannot remember the site
0: oh shoot uh i like i just looked it up oh i don't yeah, remember But it was
2: hosted it was hosted on a different site for a while before it was either it got too big or they couldn't pay for it anymore and then they moved mm-hmm. it to Wikipedia. And now we have the SCP wiki.
0: I was reading, uh, there is on the SCP wiki, there is a an entry called the History of oh, the yeah. Universe. And I was skimming through that to get all of that information. The Edit This wiki farm? Yes, that was the first yeah. place it moved to, was Edit This. It went from Edit This to WikiDot. Yeah,
2: WikiDot, that's right.
0: And I think... Is it's it's not it is not still hosted on Wiki. Right? No. Like I'm looking at the I'm I'm looking at the links for the SCP wiki and it's its own website now. Which to be fair, they've got so many so much traction on it.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of offshoots that you'll find all over the internet, but right. The SCP Foundation proper is hosted on Wikipedia proper.
0: Oh, okay. So the SCP is the SCP wiki not. Not hosted on is not the sort of I guess quote unquote official.
2: So the one that you'll that probably you pulled most of your information from is the proper website. Okay, being hosted on the biggest arm of Wikipedia. Okay,
0: I see. I see. Okay, so this is this is still hosted through Wikipedia. It just has its own domain name. Gotcha. But what? So just to kind of Billy and Steve for our listeners, Billy and Steve in this instance are going to kind of be our experts on the field. Steve being the foremost researcher i have very little knowledge of the scp i have level five clearance you have level five i <laughs> wait <laughs> i feel like in lore that doesn't make sense
2: no it doesn't
1: no you've at level five that means i've got level three which is terrifying uh-oh
0: i so i have just you know general information that i've absorbed through osmosis such as the the weird cement creature which um SCP-173. Yep. Yes, SCP-173, which was the, the first SCP that was not discovered in lore, but created by a user on 4chan. The real draw for this for this collaborative creative effort though is every entry on all of these spooky like happenings, these these anomalous creatures or places or situations it's all formatted as though it were a a research document crafted by one of the researchers in the scp foundation so every page is listed not by like what's there's a let's see there's there one scp is named like radical larry right yep S- SCP-106. 106? So, Radical Larry is the name of the creature, but the page is listed as SCP-106. It has the item number listed, it has the, like, classification of the creature, uh, following under that, any special, like, the, the procedures that you're supposed to follow to contain the creature, or the place, or whatever, because this isn't just limited to creatures, this is like Billy mentioned, the living Lego, which I guess arguably could be a creature. There's a a vending machine or something that gives you whatever, it gives you whatever
1: you ask for, but not what you want. Yeah. For instance, if you were to ask for root beer, it would give you a a mug of beer with the root symbol on the mug. Yeah, well. Yes. But following under the
0: containment procedures, it gives a description, and then depending on the page, it may have addendums to the file or uh, additional info or linked documents that are for other other experiments that have been done on the on the scp itself the other thing that kind of brings a lot of draw is that some people will hide like hidden information in this like in these web pages and things that you can find out about the scp in question or sometimes other scps entirely there's a lot of information that is uh listed as just redacted like it's just all blacked out depending on how dangerous or whatever the creator of that particular Uh, SCP has deemed, like, this is something that the higher-ups don't want the regular person to know. So they'll black out different things.
2: One thing I need to correct... Yeah, please. ...regarding an earlier statement is, um, so SCP-106 isn't known as radical... That's not its name, that's just the nickname that the researchers Mm, give it. Yeah, it's... And in fact, on the, uh, the article for it, it says, please do, please refrain from referring to SCP-106 as Radical Larry...
0: (laughs) But that's like that does add on to kind of what I'm saying. Like that's part of the appeal of this, is it's this creature, this SCP, is not in lore. The research some researchers refer to this creature as radical Larry, but it is in in no official like documentation is it referred to as that. Yeah. And that it just it helps it, it gives you this way of the these research files give you a lens with which to glimpse into the overarching lore of this whole creative work and lets the reader fill in some of the gaps without being explicitly told certain things. Which I think is a an incredibly accidentally creative. I think it's I think it was at least partially intentional, but it's really hard to intentionally do it. It's something that kind of has to happen naturally. But it's a very creative way to incorporate all of this. I could probably keep waxing eloquently about Massively multiplayer online creative writing
2: Commons, as they're called.
0: Yes, but that would detract from the rest of the the rest of this episode. We have lore to unearth. Oh yes, I would like to open with one with two things, both of which are very small. All right, mostly because I can say one sentence for both of these, and. That's about all the information, but it's still good. So the Feaster Bunny. <laughs> Uh-oh. I don't know a lot about this. Oh. But apparently there was a concept for an SCP article that was did not eventually become completely, uh, like fully officially released on the SCP wiki, and perhaps Steve could correct me if that's changed, uh, but it did become
2: a skin for
0: a character in a video game, specifically Bakasura
2: in Smite. Yeah, I'm not sure specifically if that one made it in because mm-hmm. during the move to the main website, what the SCP like wiki team did was they swept through and they read through every last article that had been submitted oh. at that time and just started spring cleaning. Yeah, started spring cleaning because some of them were just straight up self insert OCs. Some were just, yeah, just bad writing And they, now, because they had become so big, they had a level of quality that they required from all of their Mm -hmm. all their articles so they started getting all that garbage out and that might have been one of them i know there are a lot of real wacky ones that you can find in the j section that used to be like that
0: yeah and that's that is another large part of the appeal here is that the admins are like anybody can contribute to this the admins do they do work to make sure that you know things that are writing that's just if it's a little too low low quality or or if there's... Some people, especially with things like this, like to write in very powerful, self-insert characters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which can be fun as, I hesitate to say guilty pleasure writing, but, you know, every, everyone enjoys telling a story where they are the main character and they are very powerful. But it's not necessarily something that adds depth to a story. So it I mean if ever anybody wants to contribute to this by all means please do. More likely than not an honest effort to write an article will be accepted.
2: Yeah. So what happens is at least as far as I understand there are 6 series of SCP and each series mm-hmm. of x ex- of SCP um articles are 1000. So there are upwards of, there are definitely more than 5,000 SCPs, and it has gone into six.
0: I, you know, I was looking over, I, I saw the SCP by series, like tabs yeah. and stuff, and I was looking over that because there are some SCPs that are listed that have access denied next to them and no link on the number. Yes. Which usually is means it's just an, an empty slot. Yeah, right? it's an empty slot. The the exact number is not actually six thousand, but no, it is, it's
2: near to it though. It is it is
0: very close as I was flipping through here and I'm seeing, oh, actually a lot more of these are
2: filled than I thought they were. Oh yeah. Some of these get real weird, especially once you start mm-hmm. once you start getting past series three, SCPs start to get real weird and real abstract
0: for our audience members that haven't heard anything about a SCP, you could think of of a good SCP article like a government research paper written about an episode of the Twilight Zone. Yeah. <laughs> that would that is actually a really good explanation yeah, because there are out of the ordinary like crazy. We'll we'll get into in a little bit. We'll get into different SCP articles that we pulled up that we we feel like are are some fun ones to talk about. That that'll be our uh when we start talking about the real deep lore. But if a government researcher was Tasked with the objective of writing a containment article or a containment research paper regarding an episode of the Twilight Zone. That is what the SCP wiki looks like. And it is written by hundreds of thousands of different people. Oh yeah. Obviously, we can keep talking about the the overall, but do we want to kind of start diving in a little bit now that we're kind of talking yeah, about the head first, my dudes. All right, Billy, what have you got?
1: There is a reason why I brought up the Living Legos. <laughs>
0: oh, did you okay.
1: Let me, let me, let, tell me, enlighten me. The living Legos are known as SCP-387. Mm-hmm. The objects class is safe. For the listener, for our listeners, object class are usually, there's usually three options.
2: The analogy that's used for object classes is with a box. So safe is you can put it in a box and it doesn't do anything. It's contained.
0: Even if taking it out of the box would end the world, as long as you can leave it in the box without dealing with it and nothing happens. It is
2: safely contained. Yeah. Uh, Euclid is you put it in a box and it will try to get out of the box. Now, see, this doesn't have to be like a living creature that's banging on the doors, but it could also be an object that, say, exudes an incredibly potent acid.
1: I actually have... A funny instance of a ke- i i i researched a few SCPs. One of them is a Keter class mm-hmm. that deserves to be a Keter class. <laughs> Steve would if there was a
0: hairdryer that spontaneously teleported on occasion five feet to the left. That would
2: be that would that be, would be Euclid. Euclid.
0: Like it doesn't hurt anything. It's just keeping
2: it in place yeah, is going to be keeping it in place is hard. And a Keter level SCP is an SCP that is either insanely difficult or impossible to contain. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily speak to the threat level of something. Like, there are some SCPs that are Keter level that are not dangerous at all. They're just actually impossible to get into a box.
0: Sounds like Billy's got a good example. I, we're jumping around a little. Let's put your living Legos on hold for a second since you seem to
1: want to talk about the Keter, Keto, Keter. This, this Keter one is actually really, it's very small, very easy to explain. Mm Mm-hmm. Picture a small plastic chair with steel legs. Oh, I'm holding it in my hand. It's adorable. Good for now, a doll set. That chair. No, it's like it's a standard size chair. Like a, a Oh, it's a standard
0: size it. chair. Okay. I thought you said it was a small chair. I was picturing like dollhouse sized. I'm not holding this chair. This chair
1: is designated as SCP-396. Okay. Its object class is Keter. Hmm. Because it will just blip out of existence and appear somewhere else randomly. <laughs> Completely randomly, to an extent. If you to an extent, if you and your buddies are next to it and are talking about a place in either vague detail or very good detail, like let's say you're describing Paris and you mention the Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. If you sit on the chair, suddenly you're in the you're in the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> maybe,
0: this could be this is good. This is a good form of locomotion, maybe. If it wasn't for the fact that the SCP Foundation is all about keeping all of these anomalous things from the general
1: public. Whether you make it to your destination precisely is based on how well you describe the area. Uh-huh. Oh, no. <laughs> so if you just say, if you just mention the Eiffel Tower... Bit of a monkey's paw, huh? Because you're going to be at the top. <laughs> uh, you could either end up at the top, you could end up at the bottom, you could end up at a building 30 feet away from it. Hmm. Uh-oh. I smell some problematic experiments
0: run by the SCP Foundation. <laughs>
1: It's only been recorded to go to a few different places, and they've kind of set up little shops there just to keep it somewhat contained. However, there's another SCP that's very similar to it, which is a pile of... Wood chunks oh my and God. other debris <laughs> that will just do the same thing—just teleport around. One of the D-class personnel, which is like your—they're the red shirts of the SCP Foundation. <laughs> yeah, they're the red—they're the red shirts from Star Trek. One, someone was one of the D-class personnel was interacting with the wood chunk pile that just teleports around, and ended up getting on the wood chunk—the wood pile's bad side. Oh, it has a bad side. It has a bad side. It will
2: teleport into your lungs. Oh no! Now see, the story behind that specific SCP, the SCP Foundation in-universe isn't the only, like, group of people that contain this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That chair was contained by the UN.
0: Not the United Nations.
2: The UN's approach to um, anomalous objects is, if we can kill it, please do so. Oh It no. used to be a chair that if it sensed someone was tired, it would teleport directly behind them.
0: Oh, so it was a friendly chair too. It was a friendly chair and because and then...
2: it broke one of their one of their rules of containment because it's something that just teleports out of the box whenever. Mm-hmm. They decided to try and destroy it by throwing it through a wood chipper, but it didn't. And it gets oh. whenever it hears UN terminology and teleports into the person's lungs. <laughs> the the
1: D-class personnel got on its bad side. I wouldn't say it was visibly upset, but you could get that impression from the pile of wood. Well, Apparently the chair, the plastic and metal chair, just teleported the mass of wood somewhere else. <laughs> Wait, the chair,
0: the metal chair
1: intervened. The ch- the wood, the plastic and metal chair intervened and teleported the wood somewhere else.
0: <laughs> <laughs> These are chit. Well, one is a chair. The other one used to be a chair. Now it's a chair with issues.
2: It's a chair with trust issues.
0: It's a yeah. chair with. Uh... Mental trauma. Or well I guess before
1: any personnel could be trauma. injured or killed, SCP one nine oh six or one six oh nine, which is the wood pile, was displaced by SCP three nine six, which is the plastic chair. <laughs> huh. <laughs> I just I like the idea of you're just this these class personnel. This wood pile of wood chips is like very angry at you and suddenly this yeah. plastic chair just appears out of nowhere, grabs it and then disappears. I mean, you've introduced so many wild
0: concepts. Like, A, the pile of wood chips that used to be a chair can get offended by whatever you said. (laughs) B, the plastic chair that teleports around has some form of awareness of the intent of the remains of the wooden chair. And C, said plastic chair, I guess, intentionally saved the life of a non-chair?
1: So... From what I understand, the only reason that the plastic chair is uh, keter class is because it teleports. Mm-hmm. It's not it. It's not harmful by any means. Well, not intentionally harmful. Not intentionally harm- harmful. And what I'm it, just
0: what I what I'm more what I what I like more about this is just the fact that it does have intent. Like this chair is capable yeah. of having intent. It'd be easy to make to write a story about a a vehicle that just, like, a chair that is just essentially a vehicle. It is a, you input a command, it sends you to a place. And all mishaps are due to user error. This adds an element of, no, the chair knows what it's doing. And depending on how it feels about you, it may not
1: do what you want it to. The plastic chair was originally classified as safe. Mm -hmm. Because they thought it could only, it could only teleport into a localized area. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, some odd... uh, area around it, but when some junior level researchers were engaged- were working with it, it sent them somewhere way far away on the other side of the planet. Uh. <laughs> and they were like, okay, maybe we need to up- upgrade this to Keeter. Yeah,
2: It's like, wait a minute, hold up.
0: Do we know if those two chair entries were written by different people? I don't know. Because I, I know that some writers of these different articles will intertwine their articles with articles from other yeah writers it's not like this is a collaborative writing effort just as much as it is a an independent creative one so one writer will well unless the writer collaborates with someone outside of the site but one writer is the one who works on that article and submits it but that doesn't stop anybody from saying from talking about like like this example with the chairs where billy's were one chair from a different article saves someone who's interacting with a chair from this article
2: yeah it's a it is a creative commons so for the most Mm -hmm. part using using scps from other articles intertwined with your own are pretty fair game
0: obviously with the the general sort of there are uh social faux pas on the site yeah there are things you you generally accepted unwritten rules of how you can and can't use these, these SCPs, but for the
2: most part... Yeah, like, some are held to... Some are held to a much higher standard than others. hmm Like, your usual suspects, like 173, 106, 96, the shy guy, and 49, our friendly neighborhood plague doctor, you can find them all over the site, because they get yeah. used a whole lot.
0: Well, some characters are also going to be more popular. What's up, Billy?
1: I was going to ask, isn't there a isn't there an SCP somewhere that's best friends with 173? As far as I remember, no, but I'm
2: probably wrong.
0: What about the peanut butter jelly blob? It's I feel like that thing's friends with everybody.
2: It tries to be friends with everybody. There was, I was that time, say, I remember there was It was try- it tried to be friends with uh, SCP 682, a lizard that is actually impossible to destroy.
0: A lizard that is impossible to be friends with.
2: Yeah, it was friends with a lizard that was impossible to be friends with, and then it used the power of friendship to breach containment and kill a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) So, speaking of friends,
1: let's come back to the living Legos. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. SCP-387. They are a tub of commercially available Legos, normal designs. They have some irregular shapes, such as wheels and prisms prism that's an interesting choice for a lego shape yeah however it has no brand name and every company interviewed by undercover agents have denied ever making such irregular legos when you set one piece of lego in this in this tub it does nothing the tub Mm -hmm. is not the mystical thing here Mm -hmm. it's the legos if you spill, if you put if you cover the bottom of the tub with scp-387 it will eventually start just generating more Legos until the tub is full.
0: Okay, man, if only. Interesting, but I don't know. I don't know. Why I would refer to it as living Legos just yet. Does it do more? I'm getting there. All right, Billy Mays, keep going.
1: When you when you build something with these Legos, it will animate. Oh no! Oh yeah. So researchers built. They discovered this by one of the researchers saw it on a train station and built a little Lego guy and shortly after the Lego guy animated and started talking to him like speech level animated okay that's a little hmm
0: when you say living Legos what I think is is Legos that are kind of like the chair where they're aware and if you talk to them maybe if you're very nice they'll
1: put themselves together in an arrangement that they like or you like I say talked but I didn't I don't know if it specifically like spoke English to him hmm But, like, it displayed neurological it attempted activity. attempted to speak. Okay. So they they brought it to the SCP facility. hmm And one of the researchers built a little car. They put the guy in the car, and the guy started driving the car around. The car had no engine, no mm-hmm. fuel, was just made out of Lego, and was moving around without any noticeable thing driving it, other than the man. So then they took it one step further... Uh-oh. They built a little city. A little town. With a little plane. They noticed that the Lego figures that were living in the town began to grab parts out of the container and made a little airport for the plane.
0: Mm, yeah, you did done make a... Uh,
1: uh-oh. They then... One of them... One of the little figures then got in the plane and started flying it around.
0: Uh, they learned how to build. Uh-oh.
1: After a little oil tanker came over and, you know, filled the Plane full of oil with air quotes. After it landed, the researchers then noticed that they began to actually improve the city. Yeah. When a researcher brought some mega blocks over and put mega blocks next to these Legos, something happened that is redacted. Oh no. <laughs> Apparently it was pretty bad.
0: They didn't like the. Well, I mean, to be fair, Billy, if, if you were a, a small human uh, living and building your city, your little city, and a very large just titan of a creature set down some
1: blobs of human flesh next to you... So it's, it's actually kind of interesting. They seem to be... The SCP seems to be aware of humans to an extent. Mm-hmm. So... They tested this a few times. The so the first time they tested, they had someone. They had someone build that little plane in little town and everything. Mm-hmm. The second time, they gave they asked some children to experiment with these SCP because they deemed it safe enough. They quickly did not deem it safe enough because one of the kids made an M1 Abrams tank because it's children, which then fired
0: first thing that the kids would make. Oh, no. The first thing would be a tower. The second thing would be a gun.
1: Or a sword. One made a transformer, another one made an M1 Abrams tank, and several redacted. The children were apparently, uh, after that, once the figures became animated and started moving around, the children were brought out of the room, because mm-hmm. there's it might be tank. dangerous. Apparently, as soon as the children were outside of the room, the tank started firing. Oh, the tank was mad about this. After the dust had settled, literally, some researchers came in and cleaned it up because after after they eventually destroyed everything, everything became unanimated because there was no human nearby. They then decided to take it one step further and used a robotic arm to build something, which did not animate.
0: Okay, so this works on Toy Story rules. Gotta have a little bit of love and yeah. creativity into the things you're building. Now, so there is. I want to. I want to give Steve a chance to share some of the stuff that he's got. But I'm curious, Billy, because I have in the little bit of research I came across a name called Doctor Wondertainment.
2: Ooh, yeah, this man is good.
0: And what what has me curious is that from what I can tell, Doctor Wondertainment seems to be sort of a Willy Wonka toy factory kind of character. Mm. Do you see any mentions of that name? in connections to this living lego set because that
1: seems on brand i do not have any connections as to if an individual had created this okay because
0: you you mentioned that uh in the research document they're like everyone we've asked said i don't know anything about it yeah i don't know steve do you i'm sure you have more information on this dr wondertainment fellow i have one one scp article and a little bit of
2: info i didn't do a whole lot of research specifically into dr wondertainment but dr yeah. wondertainment as far as the as far as the foundation knows is a real person mm-hmm. it's not just the name of a of a Toymaker toy maker company. which it also is they despise dr wondertainment for the for the simple purpose that his products just seem to appear Out of nowhere, (laughs) within the hands of unknowing children, Uh about to unleash something hilarious upon the world. Most of Dr. Wondertainment's objects aren't straight up destructive.
0: Yes, there seems to be some leeway once you introduce the human element thinking about Dr. Wondertainment's super paper.
2: Yeah, there's like Doctor Wondertainment's uh, science lab, which is like one of those old like little kids. Oh, it's kids. the chemistry yeah, set. Yeah, it's a that, chemistry It you know, was a toy for yeah, children. it was a toy for at children. One point. And it has why it was. It has all those little wacky experiments, like setting up a light bulb to a battery, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. baking soda volcanoes, all the way up to invisibility cream. <laughs> Hmm. There are sentient teddy bears that Dr. Wondertainment makes. Not that sentient teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, so.
0: Not the engineer. <laughs> there is yeah, there's a there's another SCP which is a sentient a sentient teddy bear that is unrelated to Dr. Wondertainment. Yeah, totally. That's a story for That's another time. That's a story time. for
2: another time. <laughs> but yeah, it basically makes like like you said, kind of the stuff that you would find out of Willy Wonka's chocolate factory if he made toys. Yeah, they're weird, they're wacky, and they only hurt you if you're a dumb little jerk, <laughs> like <laughs> dipping your heads into the chocolate fountain or mm-hmm. trying to put yourself or you in the TV. Folded yeah,
0: a piece of paper origami style into a small knife. Yeah, which <laughs> if you're which, irresponsible, which then becomes so powerful it can hold its own against actual metal
2: weaponry if you're responsible the dr wondertainment items are pretty benign and the intention with them is to have
0: fun i i had to write down uh make a note of scp 445 which is the three stacks of white 11 inch by 17 inch paper labeled dr wondertainment's super paper Which seems to, if you fold it with the imagination of anything, it will take on certain properties. This paper, if you've ever done the, as a kid, if you've ever rolled paper into a tube and pretended to have a spyglass, this paper actually works like a spyglass. The testing log indicates that a folding, rolling the paper into a tube will act as a handheld telescope, enhancing the view of objects within a 25 foot distance. They also folded this paper into a paper boat slash hat, which, uh, when placed in the water as a boat, actually propelled itself at speeds of up to 60 kilometers an hour. Oh, wow. And when inverted and placed on a head, the subject's apparent physical attractiveness was greatly increased in the eyes of viewers. (laughs) The reason... I had to include this was because it was due to the following line. When both were performed simultaneously, both effects were achieved, with the subject reported as looking dead sexy while scooting around on the water upside down.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and it just filled me with so much joy.
2: <laughs> Speaking of water, another wacky SCP. I can't remember oh, yeah? the number of it. Most SCPs I read, I don't remember the numbers of, but basically... It is, for the most part, a safe, benign pool noodle. Oh. But okay. its properties it has two properties that trigger in two different instances. If the pool mm. noodle is not in water, it will begin producing water until it is in water. Oh, no. They had it in a storage locker, and then the locker started leaking, so they just chucked it into a pool. Okay. The second property is if somebody gets into now see this pool they have it in is very small because of its second property (laughs) that being Uh when somebody gets into the water with the pool noodle they immediately perceive themselves in an endless body of water oh no that's terrifying it's terrifying but hilarious from the outside i well yeah that's true It It is like a little kiddie pool that they keep this thing in and when people (laughs) step in it. Oh, man. So,
1: uh, SCP-347 designated the Invisible Woman is an adult young, uh, adult slash young adult female standing 164 centimeters tall and 55 kilograms in weight. Despite being a seemingly average woman between the age of 19 and 25, She's completely invisible. Okay, she can be detected via heat, heat and motion. Wait, she can be detected via motion. She she can interact with things. Motion sensors oh, okay, will pick okay. her up. Okay. She has a slight case of kleptomaniac. slight, <laughs> <laughs> mm, <laughs>
0: slight, a slight, a slight case of kleptomania on the invisible woman <laughs> might be a bad combo. <laughs>
1: There is a document, uh, a document 347 mm-hmm. 1, which Dr. Wright wrote on it. She's an invisible kleptomaniac. When you leave afterward, you're going to realize three seconds too late that you don't have your keys in your pocket anymore, and you will be held accountable for whatever happened. <laughs> As for special containment procedures, she's basically just kept in a small flat mm-hmm. inside the facility. She's got everything you would need. Two armchairs, a desk, a bed, a bathroom. I do need two armchairs to survive. She has various clothes and wigs for her own amusement. A DVD player. So wait, do things do things turn invisible when she picks them up? Apparently not. Apparently she just doesn't wear clothes most of the time. (laughs) Which raises some questions. (laughs) I mean, I, I guess if if no one like if you are completely invisible. Her door is often unlocked because she's Aside from being very aggressive, isn't really... She is Euclid, but with proper counseling, could be considered safe eventually.
0: Okay, so she's just got some uh, issues that she needs to work through.
1: She's got some anger issues. I see. She really enjoys company and casual chats. Mm Mm-hmm. And will actually seemingly... Her mental state will improve if you continue to talk to her. Mm Mm-hmm. If she feels as if she's being ignored or is not being acknowledged she will slowly start hinting that she's in the room by moving things to a different okay, area. Okay. Like, she'll just walk over, pick up your coffee cup, and move it to a different room when you're not looking. That seems more petty, but, I'll, I'll, you know, that's fair. <laughs> it'll it'll increase. The the severity will increase.
2: She will eventually go full poltergeist, I get it. Yeah. Just imagine being in the room with somebody you can't see, and then suddenly a scented candle whacks you upside the head. <laughs> You could have just said hi. <laughs> you could have knocked when she
1: when she's allowed to leave the room. She must be accompanied by at least level two security, and must apply a layer of grease paint to her face and wear gloves mm, on account of the yeah that way you could s- see her vis- phys- her facial expression and something to indicate
2: hands mm-hmm. learns to steal with her feet. So she needs to
0: <laughs> she needs to travel
1: the world as one of the blue men. So she refers to herself as claudia though it's likely that this is a false name because taken from the actor claudia Rains, the lead of the invisible man hmm. that you that's know clever. that's a good
0: choice though that's a good choice i you know i'm if i had to use an alias if i became permanently invisible and i had to use an, and i, I had a reason to use an alias i probably would go for something like that
1: Uh, Aside from her invisibility, she has no unusual traits other than an immense skill in picking locks, theft, and has been observed smalling small objects in order to turn them invisible. Which she She also has has eaten small objects. She has consumed small objects and has the ability to just dispense them without dispensing her contents of her stomach. I don't.
0: I don't know that that's. hmm. So those are skills that real people can develop. Eventually, she, she
1: claims she claims she came up with the ability to regurgitate small objects without her, the contents of her stomach from watching a Stevie Starr performance on a late night show. Yeah, huh. there
0: there is there are people who will like who learn how to do that, like to it. It's it is a a part of performance magic, street magic. I think it is is one thing. It's particularly popular in where you can develop methods to swallow something and regurgitate it without just completely losing your lunch. So yeah, her her only thing is really that she's just invisible and then dedicated enough to get good.
1: Wow, all right. When they when they discovered her, it was because a local news was spreading rumors about a poltergeist inhabiting an abandoned house. Mm, yeah. They, when they eventually found her through infrared cameras, they asked her if she would be willing to be brought into SCP con, uh, custody in which she said, yes, as long as I have warm food and protection from the elements. And it's been oh. believed from that that she has been living on the street.
0: Yeah. That'd be, that's, Hmm. That's a little sad. Uh, Steve. Yeah. So I, I was telling Billy while you were, while you were moving about, we were, I was hoping to get where we're closing in on the hour mark. I was hoping to get one... We, we got a couple in of, like, object SCPs. I was hoping to get in at least one creature and one, like, place so that we can kind of uh, right. cover some bases because we've been doing a lot of the fun objects and things, which is good. We should get more of the... I'd, I'd I've like, got you. At least for deplorable to get more of them. I've got
2: stuff, you covered but... on that one, my guy. Okay. And one of them... Has some very deep lore attached to it, and I think you Ooh, will good. Enjoy. Okay, this is so. We have a person and a place. The person is SCP-1005. SCP-1005 okay. was contained while they, while the SCP Foundation was raiding an art auction. An art auction being run by. Matthew Carter and Dark LTD which is another group of basically it's a cabal of super old rich people who Mm -hmm. hoard magic items effectively and SCP-1005 is a sapient humanoid entity composed of semi-solid blue paint. He is a blue man. Oh. He's the blue- He's the- He's the blue man! With exact shades ranging from near white to deep navy.
0: He's the blue
2: man! And when they got there, they simply said to this blue man, We are reclaiming you for the SCP Foundation. He's like, okay, fine. Okay, that sounds cool. (laughs) And basically his intentions when interviewed is- he wants to make his owner happy with him, like a painting would. Like, mm-hmm. if a painting was sapient, it would want to be, you know, displayed nice on a wall and okay. look nice. And they ran some experiments with this boy, up to and not including. So he's made a paint. So yeah, the room they keep him in is always kept at about a seventy percent humidity so that he doesn't dry okay, out okay
0: so to keep him from drying out so
2: they did an experiment with this dude where they got him very wet and he got really big like really like swollen and he grew Ooh. like droopy and Uh-oh. they're like okay so we're gonna stop doing this and he's very <laughs> cooperative bad. and uh pretty nice pretty swell dude up until the uh, maintenance crew has to clean up after him after he's been walking all over uh with, yeah, which, which sites of Site paint. 17. <laughs> he also has a full set of human organs. They're non-functional. They're non-functional? Yes. Then I'm curious as to why he has them. They don't know who created SCP-1005. And they're not sure Where why. Where did he get those organs from? But... He is basically a walking blue still life painting. Huh. Well, animated still life. Animated still life painting. Motion life. The only difference between this dude and Blue Man Group is the fact that he is able to see, hear, and he he perceives the world relatively the same as we do. The interesting thing is you can paint new eyes, ears, and even attach new limbs to him and they function
0: oh no that's a recipe for trouble (laughs)
1: yeah it is don't i'm glad this
0: i'm glad this blue man is as docile as he is don't let rowan near him yeah oh yeah that's a fair point
2: as for a place this one i think is a very good one a very apt one okay it is scp 3737 SCP-3737 is a bridge. It's bridge. Its bridge is its exact location is redacted, but it's in Greenland somewhere. And somewhere in Greenland, there is a bridge. And this bridge is, for the most part, pretty ominous. It's stuck like in the middle of a forest. It's this wooden bridge, and Mm -hmm. it has what is called a reunion event at seemingly random intervals. And a reunion event, this big thick fog rolls in over this bridge. And when somebody attempts to cross this bridge whilst this fog has rolled in, they will be transported to a completely different place seemingly to be in contained within its own reality. And this reality is a tropical island in the middle of an ocean. They haven't measured it because they can't stay there for too long. This tropical island is populated by instances of scp-3737 two. household pets in adolescent age. Each of them has a collar with a name but no oh. but no uh, contact information. And they interact with each other and visitors of scp-3737 one. In a very playful manner, in the one expeditionary expedition that they sent an MTF to, they got here and somebody had a reunion with their deceased dog by the name of Gypsy. Oh, like like I said, some SCPs when it comes to the wholesome bit just end up being really sad, but sometimes sad in a really good way. Yeah, that's a
0: that's a good that's a good kind of sad. I, I I like that that story there's always a little bit of like everybody people don't write about things they don't want to write about and I think I think that that is definitely a um, one article that was written with the intent of being a little a little bit of uh, a little comforting
2: the fun part about this is while uh, reading the uh, expedition the MTF or for the uninitiated MTF stands for mobile task force It is a group of very highly trained individuals who go to... They are the guys who contain the SCP initially. They are the men in black, so to speak. Yes, so to speak.
0: More like men in black if they were a SWAT team. Yeah. Instead of aliens, it's...
2: Yeah. The
0: Twilight Zone.
2: There are very few skills that any single member of an MTF does not possess. And... They get there and they see a tropical island full of effectively puppies and they are immediately horrified. (laughs) Because in this line of work, when you see a puppy, you do not want to be near it. So they are interacting so defensively and so cautiously until they realize that these are just normal dogs.
0: They are legitimately
2: harmless as
0: opposed to (laughs) SCP-247 who for all appearances is just is just a regular house cat orange and black striped house cat. But is in actuality a full grown Bengal tiger (laughs) that has just sort of an illusionary coat over it it is unknown as to how it is generating this illusion, but from what the SCP researchers can tell, not only do you see a small kitten, but there is a there's just this small small sort of psychic field which makes everybody who comes within a certain range feel like this cat is adorable and harmless, and even even people who don't like cats And it goes about as well as you'd expect. Yeah, that is... Largely due to the fact that this Bengal tiger does seem to be, you know, a whole Bengal tiger (laughs) that is largely wild. And while it's (laughs) benign enough for a little bit, as any cat would be when given attention, eventually it does the thing that cats do, and, well, there's no more person.
2: Now see, also for the uninitiated, that psychic effect is known in the SCP Foundation as a memetic effect meaning it affects mm, your yeah. mind through it affects your mind through perception or some other anomalous means
0: uh there are even even whole SCP entries that are the the SCP is a like a I believe they're generally referred to as memetic hazards where it's it's some kind of picture or song or uh, even a set of words, which, when perceived by a person, causes some anomalous thing to happen. There is one that
2: I think just kills you, which
0: is the easiest one to explain. That is
2: the uh, memetic the, the mimetic kill agent. Yeah. But those are generally referred to as cognitohazards. Oh, okay. And, well, there's a difference between a memetic effect and a cognitohazard, hazard. Cognito hazards are generally used for. Effectively, it's a disease that infects you through perception. Mm-hmm. So they're all all cognito hazards are pretty bad. Some and spectacularly hilarious, though. But most are just really bad. And mimetic effects are just mind altering effects. Right. Like my favorite cognito hazard is a memetic piece of russian propaganda
0: (laughs) wait what
2: let me get the uh exact details basically what happens is a person infected with this scp will get to a place where they can speak to a lot of people and they will give this speech about the evils of capitalism And how terrible America is, like, in that really old, like, 80s USSR style. Okay. Which will then infect the gathering of people. And then this person will climb to a high building, jump off, and then explode into bald eagles, Big Macs, (laughs) and scale models of the Statue of Liberty.
1: What? (laughs) Wait.
0: (laughs) Hmm. Wait.
2: Oh, and all of these, all of these things <laughs> all of these things that explode fly out of this person at high velocity.
0: That was the last thing I expected to I ha- I don't like, I don't know exactly what I did expect to happen. That was at the bottom of the list. <laughs> it, it,
2: it, it's so funny. It's so terrible, but it's so funny.
0: Yeah, like it's 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 definitely that it is definitely
2: a death. No, but- comrade! Don't jump. You have so much to live for. Jumps, explodes. Big Macs, bald eagle, Live bald eagles, by the way.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I can imagine. I, I can, I can imagine the light, like the red and white, and like the star-spangled beams of light that yeah. come out of this explosion.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yikes! Imagine what's going through the bald eagle's head, though. <laughs> Suddenly, suddenly, it's in existence and just flying. Probably
0: the same thing that went through the whale's head in uh, *Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy*. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh hi, ground.
1: I do have an SCP, another building SCP. Ooh. Okay. That we can talk about. Ooh. I think
0: for the sake of time, we can do one more, and then we'll have to kind of roll into talking about deepest lore stuff. Mostly because I think this is also this is absolutely going to be one of those episodes where I think this is actually kind of kind of going to be our first episode where the deep lore is the is the whole episode. Because I think there are a lot of people if you're a part of the Internet, I think you you know of the SCP Foundation. It's kind of everywhere. However, there are also a lot of people out there that like this is this is a pretty niche little topic. Well, so, Little, looking at the 6,000 entries.
1: Go on, Billy. So we have SCP-3333. Ooh. Otherwise known as Sun Top Fire Lookout. Oh. The object class was safe, is now Keter. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Oh, that reminds me of that. gosh darn undead, like, giant mutated baby that we fought at one point in d d no. I feel like that's the same energy. Uh, I have no idea what caused them to change it from safe to Keeter, but I feel like it's the same energy as when we were fighting <laughs> that giant boss in D&D, and then it started moving, and we're like, oh no. It We didn't know it could
1: move. It's described as a spatial anomaly located within it's on top Fire Lookout. Okay. Located at Mount Baker, Snoqualmie, Washington State. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> Washington that's a Mount State. So it's it's Mount Baker in Washington State. It's in a national forest there. I'm not going to attempt to pronounce that. I'll send it to you guys if you yeah, maybe here, have post an the, idea of how to pronounce it. Post the uh, the text.
2: Snoqualmie.
0: Are you sure, Steve? Because that's definitely a word, but also it's probably I'm French. Like, oh gosh. Probably is Snoqualmie. Like yeah, probably is French. S N O Q U A L M I E.
1: SCP 3333 is accessible via a ladder and trapdoor on the ceiling of the Suntop Lookout. Climbing the ladder leads to an identical copy of the Lookout. This identical copy has an identical ladder and trapdoor uh, trap pair, which leads to further copies of the Suntop Lookout. Okay. <laughs> this seems like a bad idea to go up those ladders. The area surrounding these identical lookouts is identical, except there's no plants, animals, or human life. Mmm. Don't love that. That's spooky. If you keep going up, they keep looking similar until you reach the apex in which everything is pitch black. There's an apex? There's an apex to this. There's a top? Uh Uh-oh. When you go up them, the stairs leading to the ground to allow access just keeps going. So if you're if you're three lookouts up, the staircase just goes all the way up to that third lookout.
0: Okay, so so you do keep going up. Like you keep Yes. You do the
1: outside that you can see is higher than the previous level. Yes. Oh boy. But if you are outside of it, as in you have not gone into the spatial anomaly, there is no you don't see a right. person floating. It's just that building. Oh, boy.
0: So we deemed it safe, but now it's Keeter. Any... <laughs> Something
1: happened. They sent some explorations into there. Mm-hmm. The first one, they sent a D-class personnel. Right. With a video surveillance camera, a microphone, and rations, a tent. Because it's like climbing a mountain. Yeah. He got to the apex. He, while out of breath, said some. said, what was that? His camera cut, his microphone cut. And that was the last we heard of the red shirt. That was the last we heard of the D-class personnel. Uh Uh-oh. So they sent in a task force.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Something's up there and it's not happy.
1: All right. The task force got up to the apex. They found the D-class personnel's backpack, but not him. Hmm. Uh, I say them. I think the second expedition was just one one, uh, specific individual. Okay. No, sorry, the second expedition was the group of people.
0: Okay. I was gonna say, I I feel like after you send the first person and something mysterious
1: happens, you at least send two people. So, they sent six people in the second expedition. Okay. They returned with four. All of them were saying they do not want to go back up there and do not send anyone else back up there. Hmm. While they were up in the apex, which is the pitch black part of the area, they all... One by one, got knocked down. Their camera cut. Their microphone cut. Shortly later, the microphone and camera turned back on, but they were down a person.
0: Bearing in mind that in fiction, these are these are better than Navy Seal like yeah yeah operatives. So you know these guys are saying I don't I, we're we're going to stay out of that one. We're not going back up there. So,
1: the third exploration. Oh, okay, of course. They sent in Specialist O.
0: <laughs> All right, I have no reference for this. Who is who is this?
1: It is an individual who is deaf, blind, and mute, and communicates solely through a modified signaling system embedded in their hand. Huh? They send them up, and everything is seemingly going as expected. Mm-hmm. Until they get about halfway up, and they notice someone on the ridge. Oh no! I hate that. They're it's, they're told by SCP members to ignore it and keep going. They get to the top, they find blood, a body, and then their audio and microphone, their microphone and camera cut out. The last bit of data that we have is from exploration number four, which was the last scientist living ran up the tower in a panic. (sighs) Because apparently what was in the top of the tower was the best way to describe them is mimics oh no except instead of the chest being a mimic there's an entity inside the human that's using them as a puppet it goes oh, from no. 0 to 100 very quickly
0: that's real bad oh gosh see now i thought the the mimic was going to be the um the ladder leading up like this like this whole time no. people have been crawling up into a mimic which has its own sort of existential terror to it. Good night. Alright. Well, that's all I have to say about that subject. So
2: Yeah. I have one last one I would like to share with you boys. Something all right. I think Give it to us. both of you will enjoy very much. It is not an SCP article, but an okay. SCP tale. So
0: so oh. explain to me the difference.
2: So the articles themselves are they have the experiments, they have the experiments with the SCPs, the SCPs themselves, and all of that chart.
0: And so so the, the format written as the, the research paper.
2: Tales are written more traditionally as stories.
0: Okay, so the tales are, are narratives, yes. whereas the, the, the research documents are the ones building the narrative. Gotcha.
2: This is a narrative revolving around SCP, a, revolving a massive... Mistake. A researcher made with SCP 826. SCP 826.
0: Yes, SCP 826 is.
2: A safe class SCP until you do something stupid. Uh It is two 20 centimeter by 15 centimeter bookends made of pewter with two outward facing (sighs) dragon heads. Now, see, on their own. Want one? These things don't do jack diddly gotcha. Yes. But when you put a book between them and leave the room, the bookends and the book teleport out of the room and transport the room into a setting of whatever you put between them. And- I do want- Somebody sp- made I- the massive mistake of- somebody made a massive mistake, put something in between it. It's not told immediately- and you have these two dudes. All right, hold on, yeah. Steve. So Billy,
0: quick guess, yes. or do, do you know this story? I do not. Okay, so quick guess. What book was the one that was the wrong book to put in there?
1: In any other circumstance, I would say something like Star Wars or an or like a manga. Mm-hmm. But given this is the SCP, I'm assuming that they put a document, an SCP document. It only works in on. The, it only the works
2: ends. on um, pieces of fiction. Okay, so okay. published fiction Public work. Fi- yeah. It only works on pieces of fiction.
0: Oh no, hold on. Just off the top of your head, what's the worst book to put in there? What is the wrong one to do? I don't know. I'm thinking the first one that comes to my mind is Dune. (laughs) (laughs) Which one I think we can all agree... Be a very bad choice. <laughs> there are some other ones that I like. I might say the never ending story is also a contender for a bad idea to put in there, but Dune is the first one that comes to mind.
2: And another piece about 826 is it teleports somewhere where it would make sense in the context of whatever story it teleports into, wherever it is, it would okay. make sense that it would be there.
0: Okay. So so for example, if I were to put these bookend put Dune in these bookends in my bedroom, it would teleport my bedroom to the Sahara.
2: It doesn't tell it wouldn't teleport your room directly into the desert. It would teleport your room into a place where it would make sense that a room would be within the setting.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. So if I put Dune in there, it would it would put my make my room a part yes. of this story. Gotcha. Now Hmm. The, the the tricky bit is, it seems when... You said it, uh, it works when someone leaves the yeah. room. So, where's the catch?
2: Yeah, when a subject places a book between SCP-862, touching both ends, leaves the room, SCP-826 will, in an instantaneous process, convert the interior of whatever room it is currently located in, a room defined as an enclosed area, into the setting of the contained book, any form of entry into the room will then instead open into a random location within the book setting.
0: Okay. So how do we get a person into this? Like, how, where is the, where is the rub? Because, like, I can feel like it's, I feel like I could see it, but that, that requirement is very specific.
2: If you open your door into your room, you would be walking into the setting of the book. Okay. So... There it is. What happens is you have these two arguing because somebody put a book in between eight two six and they need to get it back before the senior researchers get back and ask them where, where it is.
0: Oh no. Okay. So this is a book that the other researchers care about. You
2: might think that. They choose? So the one dude is like, so it's two, two junior researchers and an agent. And they're uh-huh. like, okay, you're the one who made the, who made this screw up. You're doing it. But Mm -hmm. more than one person cannot enter, so only one person can enter the setting of this book. Okay. They decided him because he's the one who messed up. Yep. And they're like, all right, so we can't send more than one organic thing in, but we have found a way to give you cheat codes, quote-unquote. Okay. We have found a way to cheat the system, and- they gave him-
0: This always ends well. I could never see a moment- A
2: backpack. Anymore. The mm-hmm. backpack contained a packed lunch and six red and white spheres numbered one through six. And then he <sighs> says, my mission is a Pokemon Red Nuzlocke with a yes. hat team. <laughs> Hell Yeah! <laughs> Oh no. And he opened up into the start room of Pokemon Red. And he then goes on an absolute rampage through the Poke, through the Kanto region with SCPs. Oh no. (laughs) And and like, one of the quotes is like, he's enjoying this too much. Eh, let him have his fun. No, look at him. These are war crimes. They (laughs) melted. (laughs) And he goes on a rampage with some of the most (laughs) horrifying SCPs. SCP-939 that he named uh, Melbrook, I believe. 989 is a giant red lizard that can imitate sounds that it hears. Usually the sounds that its victims make right before it attacks, which are like, hey, is anyone there? Hey, I need help. (laughs) Then Sherman, which is A sentient mass of dead plant matter. Bob, which is a basketball-sized snail, almost indestructible snail. Its mass is 80 kilograms, despite being the size of a basketball. Uh Can move at Mach 1, and creates an incredibly (laughs) corrosive acid. See,
0: in my head, I did say Mach something, but I didn't expect you to actually
2: say that. Laserbeak, which is a metal hawk. That only becomes active during the night, but for some reason here, it's active all the time. Pazuzu, which is a dead human being puffeted by a giant tick.
0: Oh. So, oh gosh. Okay, so they put the instruction manual for Pokemon Red <laughs> yeah. in between these bookends? Yeah. And brought these horrible monstrosities into the world.
2: Johnny, which is the sentient Fire, which wants to keep eating. Same. Yeah, he just goes on a rampage, destroying everything. Up until he gets to the point where you have to feed that old man his coffee for him to leave. Uh Uh-huh. And it turns into SCP-106. Which is
0: which... Which SCP?
2: Radical Larry.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. So, so to... To get this book back, you have to go through the story? You have to go through the
2: story, yeah. And so he gets to the Elite Uh, Four. Yeah, Dune would be a bad choice. (laughs) Yeah, he gets to (laughs) the Elite Four and destroys them. He gets to Lance, and I will read an exact excerpt. So he sends Bob out against Lance's uh, Dragonite. A blazing incredible blast of energy scoured the scene, cutting a trench across the floor. The snail didn't even notice. Instead, it busied itself (laughs) with sweating. The dragonite fell to one knee, taking a breath, exhausted by its effort, until it was messily decapitated by a snail launching itself like a cannonball across the field with its whole weight in caustic slime liquefying the dragon's skull, Lance's skull, and burning a hole through the door beyond. Oh, no. And then he sees these two pewter dragon things. In Lance's room, with the red and blue strategy guide between them, Dr. Bridge looked down at the bookends, between them sat a copy of Pokemon Red version game card, and the official red and blue strategy guide. The the mission was to take it and leave, but he's so close to being the very best there ever was, so he walks into the champion's room and annihilates him. (laughs) Oh, boy. And
0: this and that is uh, and that's it on uh, when you when you screw up,
2: do it big. Oh, no, there's more.
0: There's more. He doesn't stop there.
2: Later that night, Bridge sat in his office, relaxing, listening, glancing at the local security feeds on his desktop. He quietly reached into his pocket and placed a small spherical object on his desk, pressing the button. It grew to the size of an orange. For you see, he did indeed have a hacked team, but nobody said he couldn't have a starter too. He kept the starter. I,
0: oh, you know, I didn't, out of all of the books that came to mind that you could have put, bet- the like all of the wrong choices you could have put in between those bookmarks, I didn't think about the Pokemon Red and Blue strategy guide because that would honestly be a fair, we like benign one <laughs> yeah I... you you because that that's a because that is a story with a with a zero total head count well no a sum total of one death <laughs> <laughs> uh, more than one <laughs> and it's not the player characters and it has a defined end like endpoint yeah. that doesn't result in you know they wander off for the rest of their days like it is a you beat the game. You see the credit. Roll. Yeah. So that would actually kind of be a fun one to do. Uh, we, we are definitely past the hour and the 30 minute mark, though. All right. Yes. So we are going to have to wind it down. I'm curious as to as to your guys's opinion. Do you think we we stumbled across the uh, deepest lore here or are you on my side with the idea that I think in this one, it's kind of the whole thing.
1: I, I would say it's the whole thing. Yeah. For this so, whole thing.
2: like, when you get to the deep lore of SCP,
1: mm-hmm.
2: there, there's certainly a lot when you start going down that rabbit hole and getting to the bottom of that iceberg, because there's some real gems, like, just buried. But I think, for this episode, if I were to pick out the deepest lore, yes. I would probably have to say it is THE Blue Man.
0: THE bu- that is That hmm. is... That one I wasn't expecting. And for any of our listeners who have listened to the uh, the Blue Man episode, there are some striking parallels. Now, to be fair, these stories are very frequently written from a a place of uh, incorporating myths or legends from the real world into them. In particular, I saw an entry for Baba Yaga. Yeah. Which wasn't... From what I read of the the research, like the article... Baba Yaga wasn't quite the same as we know Baba Yaga from real world mythos, but the inspiration was still there. And and I definitely think having a blue painterly man, and by painterly I mean made
2: of paint, uh, that is that is certainly a deep cut. And with SCP six two eight two six, anything can be the deep lore in SCP.
0: Oh interconnected universe i love my interconnected universe stuff how do we get this into the Cruncherverse? i mean there is an scp out there that lets you into we can't go on this tangent we really can't that's gonna keep going but man there is definitely an scp out there that lets you get into parallel dimensions i don't remember which one it is or all the details about it
2: oh there is my guy there most certainly is
0: well that'll be for our listeners to uncover at their leisure. If anybody like if anybody listening wants to hasn't heard all this stuff or maybe has and just wants to go and look at it again, you can still find all of these articles on scpwiki.com that is it is free to access. You don't need to make don't need to make an account or anything and you can you're free to contribute if you do want to make an account. Thank you all for listening. Don't forget to uh, follow us at deplorable on Twitter or email us at deplorablecontact at gmail.com with subject, sub, sub, subjections. Suggestions, comments. We post most of our updates for deplorable on uh, on our Twitter page. And thank you for the, the couple of emails and comments that we have been have been getting. We, we love hearing from you guys. Send us your topic suggestions. We're not running out yet. We're not at the bottom of the barrel, but we are draining through our topics regularly, and the more we have added on, the better. Uh, is there anything anyone else has to add before we close out? I think I think that's all. I am good. All right. Thank you all for listening. I'm Michael Bastien. I'm Billy Staples. And I'm Steve. And we will hear from... No, I keep saying it that way. You will hear from us, should you choose to listen again, next time. Bye.
2: See ya.